Are you recording now? Recording. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. Things are about to get weird. Just get to the murder. Okay. Well, I got. Um, fuck. Let's just jump into it. No chit chat. <laughs> Never. No chit chat today. Just strictly business. I'm sure we'll say some after we at least introduce the show. So welcome. Welcome to This Is Gonna Sound Weird, a podcast where uh, that weird bitch Taylor and that weird bitch Sydney just talk about some weird shit. We do. It gets spooky. It gets paranormal. Mm-hmm. It gets murdery. It gets just straight up weird sometimes. Yeah, we're headed into spooky season. We're officially in spooky we're season. Officially in October, officially spooky season. So you'll you'll notice the the themes for this month. Spooky. Spooky. All spooky, no less. Honestly, the um 31 nights of Halloween are um upon us. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have free form though. So I don't know how I'm going to watch it. <laughs> I still call it Freeform ABC, ABC Family. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'm not allowed to say ABC Family anymore. They're taking family. They're <laughs> yeah. taking the family out. Yeah, I'm excited um, for them to play just Hocus Pocus 31 days in a row. Me too, which I, honestly, I still have Disney Plus. I literally never watch it. I pay however much a month for it. I don't watch it. But I have specifically saved it so I can watch Hocus Pocus whenever I want to. As I say, I watched uh, Twitches the other day, and my roommate watched Halloween Town the other day. So oh, yeah. I've been getting my money's worth. Also, it pays that I have a roommate, and it's on like the living room TV. So like, if I'm not watching it, she's watching something. So get yourself a roommate. Make Brandon watch Disney Plus. He what he when I first got it, he did watch Disney Plus. I walked in the living room one day and he was watching Up and he was like, Oh, oh my god, have you ever watched this movie called Up? <laughs> Keep in mind this was literally in the year of twenty twenty. And I was like, Yeah, we've all watched the movie Up and he you know, he had passed the sad part already. Um and he was like, It's like really sad in the beginning and I was like, No shit. Everybody knows up. Everybody knows what happens. Yeah, I remember when my mom and I went to go see Up in the theaters. Um, back when you could go into the theaters. Ooh. Um, <laughs> we watched like the you know, it's like the first like five minutes is when like the wife dies and it's all super sad and uh spoiler alert. Um <laughs> It happens within like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, it's like immediately in and then my mom like leaned over to me and goes in the wrong theater because <laughs> we like we didn't know much from the commercials it was literally just like an old man and like a house with some balloons yeah they, that was all i knew they didn't have to make it so sad they didn't have to do that to us they didn't have to go as hard as they did which pixar always likes to make sad shit they was do coco pixar oh my god fucking coco. coco i was i watched it in a planet fitness while i was on the freaking treadmill <laughs> and i was crying in the middle of a planet fitness <laughs> maybe people just thought i hated exercise <laughs> you also hate exercise <laughs> uh when we went to go see coco again with my mom because we love watching <laughs> disney movies um we were everyone's crying in the theaters and this little kid like yells at the top of her lungs she like looks over to her mom and goes what are you doing <laughs> and everyone turned around and looked at her and she goes you're crying like a little baby and that's why i don't want to have kids because they're gonna roast me in the middle of a movie theater honestly when i was a kid you wouldn't catch me dead crying the only time i may cry is when i was at a dance competition and my mama would pull my hair a little too a little too hard and then I just be choking back tears. I'm like, I can't cry in front of these bitches. They'll know. They'll know I'm weak. I used to cry all the time. I was just a very emotional child. I cry a lot more now. Uh, yeah, I cry in private or to Brandon usually. I like to cry in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that. I'm scared so, somebody will see me. Well, mm-hmm. honestly, though, finding a place to cry in college. Like, when you live in a dorm, it's impossible. You can't get away from people. Uh, I would cry on the ninth floor of the library. That's a really good place to cry. One time I was in, like, the little cubicle, uh, and I was studying for a statistics test that I knew I was going to, like, bomb. And I was crying, and I was like, but I was like, hold it in, Sydney, hold it in. And then, next thing I know, I hear somebody in the next cubicle (laughs) over going... And I was like, oh, thank God. I will also... There was like four or five of us crying. You could hear like just <laughs> just the cries. Like, it was like... <laughs> oh, 
I would usually have to cry in the shower in college, especially when we lived in our sorority house. I shed one single tear in a bathroom one time, like openly. I'm talking one tear. A bitch immediately came in and said, oh my gosh, are you okay? Yes. And I hate that because the, be like, Fuck off. the second someone's like, are you okay? Then you have to be like, yeah. And then that's just, you know what I mean? I know. And I wasn't okay because Brandon almost died that night. Yeah, that was like one of the first like weeks I was hanging out with Taylor. And Brandon got in, like, a car wreck or something. Yes. It was bad, people. And, yeah, I shed a single tear. God forbid. <laughs> and I will never forget it because then, like, uh, you went home to visit him and then you came back and I was like, oh, how's your boyfriend? And you were like, good. And you were like, I'm going to be honest, the whole time I was driving home to visit him, all I could think of was, what song am I going to sing at his funeral? <laughs> and I was like... Why was that even a thought? Uh, I don't know why that was a thought. To be fair, I had a four-hour drive, and so a lot of things were in my mind. And so I was like, okay, he's dead. I got to do something nice. Why did I want to sing a song? I have no idea. Why can't I just play a song, like, on the radio? Why can't I just play WAP by Cardi B? <laughs> Probably because it was not out yet. Yeah. I mean, I hope, I hope if I go first, I hope you'll at least sing sing a few bars for me. From the top, make it drop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. You're like she would, she would want, she would want this. You're like family's like God. Just make it stop. Can somebody please arrest this woman? <laughs> this is awful. This is terrible. Uh, anyway, so there, y'all had your chit chat. Are you happy? God, God, get off my back. Get off my back. Don't ever ask me for chit chat again. <laughs> Well, this week's theme is New Orleans tales or New Orleans stories, Nolans, Nala, Nala, whatever you want to call it. I'm, for one, very, very excited about this. Uh, this whole week while I was researching my story, uh, I I started watching AHS Coven again. Oh, yeah, It really inspired yes. me. It's probably one of the best seasons. It's, I think it's I love the, it so much. I think it's the only one I've actually finished, like, mostly fully- yeah, because usually uh, American Horror interest. Story, yeah, they lose they lose my interest quickly. Yeah, I can normally get a few episodes in, and I'm like, oh, wherever. Mm, that's enough. Well, I think I went first last week, so I think it only seems fair that you go first. Actually, um, I hate to tell you guys, but I did not prepare a story this week. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Just kidding. I'll I... just have to carry this show like I always do. <laughs> just kidding. I did prepare a story. Obviously, God, uh, you really think I'm not going to prepare a story for the show? Yeah, I'm feeling very combative today. I'm not sure why. All right. Well, hit me with your story. Okay. If you have one. <laughs> I do, fortunately. So I'm doing uh, the LaLaurie. I think that's how you say it. I've also heard it LaLaurie. Yeah, that's how I pronounce it. LaLaurie. Either say way, that. she's a crazy bitch. Yes. So we're doing her and her mansion. Um, so my sources, wikipedia.com. Two girls, one ghost. I feel like I listened to that podcast a while ago, but I know that some of this I put in here, I just kind of... Through in from what I remember. Vice.com. Don't want to get sued. No. Vice.com. All this interesting.com. And nullaghosts.com. Hell yeah. So, this lady. She was originally born Marie Delphine McCarty in New Orleans on March 19th, 1787. But some reports say that that may not be exactly when she was born. So, sometime around then. You get the point. It was a long ass time ago. Long ass time ago. She's dead. Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. Um, and she was, like, one of five children. So, I feel like for the time, I was an average-sized family. Yeah. My family had five children. Too many for a modern day. <laughs> Personally. And y'all didn't even work the land. No, we did not work the land. Um, and so her father bought, brought the family to New Orleans from Ireland around 1730, which she was born after that, but they were originally Irish. Um, and this was during the French colonial period in New Orleans, and her parents were pretty prominent in the town's European Creole community. So, you know, they were kind of like socialites. She wasn't working the land either, okay? Mm-hmm. They are kind of like socialites, you know, at the time. I guess they were, I don't know, I wasn't in New Orleans at the time. But either way, they were kind of normal. There's no, like, background to where she was, like, you know, tortured, abused, terrible life. She was a... She was probably just, like, a rich... Just like a regular old rich gal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was married three times during her life, which I feel like for the time, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It, 
Well, I guess we'll get into this. I'll get into, I'll get into it, okay? God, wait. <laughs> um, so she married her first husband on June 11th, 1800. His name was Don Ramon de Lopez y Angulo, and he was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer. And a few years after they had been married, they traveled to Spain. And while they were there, Ramon died. But while they were there, she was apparently also pregnant, and she gave birth to her first daughter while on the trip. And as a widow, she had to take her newborn child back to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they were planning on staying in Spain, and then she was like, you know, I don't have any family here, and I also don't have a husband now. So she went back to New Orleans. And she married her second husband in June of 1808, and his name was Jean Blanc. And he was a banker, a merchant, a lawyer, and a legislator. He just really was doing it all. Oh, his one hell of a resume. Honestly. And I said, so basically, just a hell of a successful dude. Um, he and Delphine had four children together. And I don't know why I put their names, but if you were wondering what their names were, they were Marie Louise Pauline, Louise Marie Laurie, Marie Louise <laughs> Jean, and Jean Pierre Pauline Blanc. I think I probably put that because they were all like, how do you even... The same name? Yes, Mm because two of them had the exact same name, but like with a different like last part. My parents could never. My dad already gets me and my sister confused, and there's only two of us. And sometimes he'll call me the dog's name. I was going to be like, my grandma calls my little brother our dog's name. Yeah, my my dad will be like, does he uh, mean Sydney? (laughs) Like, I'm like, yes. I'm not a two, I'm not a three pound little toy poodle. I know. And all my brothers, which my grandma, for her, well, all my brothers except one, their names all started with like an M. So mm. that's difficult. Man, yeah. Um, so her husband Blanc died in 1816, unfortunately. So, I mean, she's married three times, but both of her first husbands died. So I feel like, you know. Yeah, it's not like she got divorced. No. Which, that would have, that would have been whew, the scandal, the scandal of the century. So her third and final marriage was on June twenty fifth, eighteen twenty five, to Leonard Louis Nicholas Lallery. So hence her name now that she goes by, and he was quite a bit younger than her. Um, while she was married to him is when she bought the infamous property at eleven forty Royal Street, which is now known as the Luller. Lollery Mansion slash house. And if you're wondering, this is in New Orleans. I'm um, shocked. And so in eighteen thirty two is when they had the house built there. It was a two story mansion complete with an attached slave quarters. And so Lollery lived in this house with her husband, children, and they had quite a bit of slaves. Which is interesting, um, to me that they had so many slaves and they did not have land to work mm-hmm. which i don't know maybe they call them servants i guess if you have a big house then yeah i feel like maybe they kind of worked as a servant would in mm-hmm. say england and do but, more like housework yeah but, but did it for free and were enslaved yeah you, you know um so there were mixed accounts though as to how she acted with her slaves some people said that she was seemed so polite to her slaves and treated them kindly mm. It was noted that some people at the time were shocked at how polite she treated her slaves. And I was like, wow, what a shock. Well, she might just be like Ted Bundy and just be able to turn that shit on and turn it off. Yeah. She's really good. Well, she's also a socialite, so she's good at keeping like yeah. a good appearance. Yeah. And it, and then, but it soon began to be rumored that the kindness that she was showing on the outside was actually just an act, which I feel like, yeah, we can all put on an act, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm an actress. Uh, <laughs> actually, well, I think she, we've talked about... She can do it all. She's an actress and a law student. And a funeral singer. <laughs> <laughs> a triple threat. <laughs> no, nah, probably like quadruple. I'm also a podcaster. Wow. Wow. If you didn't know. I don't have any talents, so... Uh, no, you don't. Very. <laughs> leave. I, need a, I need a new host, please. <laughs> um... But so some people, you know, thought that the, you know, she, they, she treated the slaves well. But then other people said that when they would actually see the slaves out in public, they looked really exhausted, really haggard, mm-hmm. which I mean, obviously, yes, you're a slave. I feel like a lot of them probably looked that way. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the accounts were mixed. People living in New Orleans started to believe more of the rumors that she was actually pretty, like, cruel to them. Mm-hmm. And one of the first rumors that began to circulate was that she kept her 70-year-old cook 
chained to the stove and starving. And that she would even punish her daughters, her own daughters, if they tried to help the slaves. Like, if they tried to, like, give them, like, food or any type of help, she would punish her daughters for giving them help. Oh, God. And at this time, laws in New Orleans, there were laws in New Orleans that were supposed to, quote, protect Mm -hmm. slaves from unusually cruel punishments. So, like, you can punish them, but if they're unusually cruel, so I guess chaining someone to Mm -hmm. a stove would constitute that. Um, so people in the town wanted these rumors that were going around to be investigated because, like, what she was doing was against the law, technically. Um, and so it was, this was all happening, like, soon after her marriage to her last husband when they moved into the house. And these stories about the abuse of her slaves started to emerge and residents were filing complaints and they actually did do investigations on the cruelty of these slaves. Um... And they, what really made them start the investigations is that one um, neighbor saw a young slave girl fall from the roof of the mansion and die. Mm-hmm. So apparently this happened because the girl was trying to escape punishment from Lollary. And the little girl, her name was Leah, and she had been brushing Lollary's hair and she hit like a snag, like a knot in her hair. And it caused Lollary to grab a whip and, like, go into a rage and start, like, chasing her around the house. And I guess the little girl was, like, so scared that she was going to get, like, probably beat to death. She basically just, like, jumped from... That's awful. Literally because she had a knot in her hair. Dang, if that's just how we did it, my mom would get her ass fucked up from brushing (laughs) my hair as a child. Oh, okay, so... When my mom came over this weekend, my fiance Brandon, if y'all probably don't know, but he has long hair. So like a little a man bun. He has a man bun, but he never brushes it because he's a boy. Well, my mom came over and my mom and Brandon wanted his hair cut. And so, uh, me and my mom went in together to brush his hair before we cut it. Look, if hitting one snag would cause him to go into a rage, we would both just be dead by now. <laughs> I was ripping not so far, ripping hair. <laughs> He needs to be using some conditioner. He does. He uses my fancy conditioner. And then leaves that shit naughty. But it was all nice and smooth after. And he probably ain't brushed it since. Hmm. So there was an investigation after this incident when Leah, like, she basically jumped off the roof. Um, And Lollary was found guilty of illegal cruelty and forced to forfeit nine slaves. And she was forced to pay a fine of $300. Which I'm like, hmm. Doesn't seem like enough. But it doesn't matter anyways. The slaves were later bought back by another one of Lollary's relatives. And so she was able to buy them back from the relative. Anyways, so the slaves, she had to forfeit her nine slaves. And then they were bought back by one of her relatives. And then she ended up being able to buy the slaves back from the relative. So the gist is all the slaves ended up back with her. And nobody probably cared because I think, honestly, the protection against slave laws, I feel like it was a law, but they probably just did stuff as formalities. Didn't yeah. really care. Because, I mean, let's be honest, the girl died. That should be like a murder charge, not mm-hmm. a, oh, you were a little you were a little too cruel. I yeah. will take away nine. Which I'm like, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. And so on April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the mansion. And legend had it, has it that the neighborhood all came out, they were going to help her, but something was off because she didn't seem concerned about the people inside. Instead, she was just concerned, like she was out there counting her jewelry, counting her fur coats, making sure, you know, she had her shit with her. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked her, like, where are your slaves? And she just said, told them to mind their business. What? So, yeah. Bitch. And so when the police and the fire marshals got there, they did find the cook, a 70-year-old, the 70-year-old cook, chained to the stove by her ankle. And later, she said that she had set the fire herself as a suicide attempt because she was scared of the punishments that Lollary was giving. And at this point, a small mob was gathered around the house, and they were getting pissed because they were all—they uh, were all wondering where are all these slaves? Like we know they're all in there. Like why? Are, like where the heck are they? Because mm-hmm. basically, I guess they were wondering like why are they not running out? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decided to go into the house and find the slaves. But when they got to the attic, what they saw was 
bad. And it said that when people like got to the attic, they even started vomiting from oh the stench that was God. coming out. And what these people found was essentially a torture chamber. Now, I wrote before this, disclaimer, this is bad. This is gross and bad and just terrible. But I'm going to say it because this is, what, this is what people come to this story for, okay? So here we go. A list of some of the things that were found in the torture chamber in her house. Heaps of corpses, oh. organs, and limbs. Slaves pinned to tables or cramped in small cages. Live bodies with their eyes gouged out. <gasps> fingernails torn out. Ears hanging by shreds of skin. Some of their mouths were filled with animal feces and sewn shut. Sydney's about to vomit. I've read this before, so um, we'll just make it through. People flayed of skin and with wounds. I left out the adjective on that one for you. <laughs> Many accounts claim that they found one woman whose skin had been peeled off in spirals Ugh. to make her look like a caterpillar. <gasps> I'm not really I'm not really sure how to picture it, but as I'm going to say awful. bad. And one whose bones had been broken and reset to where she looked like a crab. One whose intestines had been torn out and knotted around her waist. And is she was still alive? Yeah, okay, yeah. And it says many of these victims, some claim that there were up to like 100 slaves out there. Most of them were still alive. But they were like, it said hey. putrid and starving. Oh my god. So like barely alive. Which I don't, which her, I'll get to this a little bit later, but her husband was a doctor. Mm. And so some people have questions about that, but I'm going to get to it. And so the accounts of what were actually in the attic are varied. Some say it wasn't actually quite that bad, but some of the less intense accounts are still okay, like pretty god awful. So like these are some of the less intense accounts. Okay, that wasn't. This is what I'm about to say. No. I'm doing <laughs> so the slaves were found chained, scarred, and starving. Um, one paper um, noted that seven of them were suspended by their necks and badly mutilated. And this one, this one really gets me. And usually when I hear it on the podcast, people are like, a man had a hole in his head that was filled with maggots. And there was like a stick in the hole because apparently she would stick the stick in his head and like stir, like stir his, his brains. brains. Is he alive? I think so. I, just... I don't know how. Also, that was in one of the like the less intense claims. And it also said that a lot of them just, you know, had bloody welts, living on gruel, and wore iron collars with inward facing spikes. Mm. And so this is just like I don't even know how to fathom this. I should have warned y'all, I guess, before I started this story that Trigger this was like warning. really bad, which I did do a disclaimer before I said all the bad stuff. But I feel like if y'all are here and you like true crime and spooky shit, you know this story. You know this. You You maybe haven't heard all the details, but you know it. And so, after, like, this was kind of discovered, a mob of almost 4,000 people ransacked her house. Hell yeah. Because they wanted to punish her for what she was doing to these slaves. So, like, you know... Slavery's terrible, but at least these people were like, this is This is fucked so up. fucked. Also, I mean, that's just weird. Like, if they did actually find, like, a woman that looked like a crab, mm -hmm. like, that's not something, no that's not normal at all. Mm -mm. Like, you, no, mm -mm. no, just no. I don't even know how that would happen. I have no idea. But the mob, even though this angry mob was there, she was able to escape during the commotion and fled to Paris with the help of one of her slave drivers. And there are mixed rumors as to what happened to her after this. Some believe that she died in Paris in either 1842 or 1849, and then was disinterred and moved to a cemetery in New Orleans in 1851. So I assume she's buried there now, maybe. Um, others believe that she faked her death in Paris so that she could secretly return to Louisiana and keep on carrying out her terrible, shitty life. And others think that she actually never left at all. It's a mystery. Now, I think she had to have gone somewhere because, like, if she was still in town, they would have 
fucked her up. Yeah, because I feel like I feel like New Orleans is kind of a smaller town. Yeah, like for it to be a big city, it's a sm- got that small yeah. town feel. So I feel like she would she would have had to leave. Yeah, and I'm like, even if she didn't leave the country, she wasn't in New Orleans, mm-hmm. especially since she's a socialite. People people know who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a little information about her later life before she died because her children were able to like keep in touch with her. And Why would you want to? I don't know. I do not know. Which, I don't know because our children were getting punished too. So they weren't like, you know, yeah. you would think they weren't on board with this. I her to fuck off, mom. Get out of here, mom. Um, so they said that she did resettle in Paris and that she was living a quiet, harmless life. No, she probably fucking wasn't. She was probably Jack the Ripper. <laughs> probably. Probably fucking Lee. And she apparently, and they said she apparently never expressed more rage or violence at all. And she also didn't understand why she had been driven out of New Orleans and didn't realize why people thought she was so bad. Really? So, that my next point, some people speculate that she had a, a mental illness, um, but there's no real proof. What my own thoughts were is that... I was said, her mental illness that the devil lived inside her? Probably. What I said, I was just like, honestly, if she had a mental illness, I don't know what it could be. I mean, it was probably like a psychopath or a sociopath. No, it was just pure evil. Or pure evil. Awful. Straight devil. And like, I don't know, at the time, obviously, she didn't think that these slaves were people. And so she just decided that she was going to do whatever the fuck she wanted to them. And it's, I don't, I don't understand. I can't wrap my head around that at all. Which I feel the like people like, that she was like, there was, was there no absolutely no connection? She had all? to have had something like really wrong because there's no like in any of the records there's nothing that says like she had a shitty life like because a lot of times you know people say nature versus nurture. Well, mm-hmm. in this case, her nurture didn't seem to point her in this direction, so it was her nature. But it also leads me to wonder if her first two husbands didn't did they die on their own, or know. were they murdered? I couldn't say. I don't know. It's hard also because it happened so long ago that there's yeah. not clear records. Yeah, there's not great records. So I'm sure there's more information out there. But from what I gathered, it was all kind of saying the same stuff. It may give you a little bit more detail here or there, but it never would say like she killed her first husband and mm-hmm. this is how it's always like those speculations you'll probably find some fanfic that says otherwise <laughs> <laughs> um okay so i told you that they thought her husband who was a doctor was potentially helping her do this mm-hmm. and that he wanted to do like medical experiments on the slaves which is why some of these bodies were mutilated in such these weird ways like the, the crab yeah. thing yeah. the caterpillar i don't even know which even, like we could get into this, but, like, that was, like, a whole issue with um, slaves being, like, test, like, mm-hmm. test, like, basically, like, they would just test, like, shit on them, and they wouldn't give them any sort of, like, sedatives or anesthesia because it, they believed that they didn't feel pain the same way white people would, which is just, like, insane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Because, that, yeah, they thought at this time, which at this time they really did that whole, like, biology science mm-hmm. to where they were looking at the size of people's heads and brains to see who could be smarter. It's fucking dumb. I read, like, a paper about it in college. Yeah, I remember in um, a gender studies class in college we talked mm-hmm. about uh, how female slaves were used as, like, basically, like, they would test, like, their sexual organs and, like, they would mutilate them. Um, and they would use them as, like, 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 sex, like, slaves, essentially. Yeah. It was awful. Oh, my God. But I don't really want to throw Dr. Louise Leonard or Leonard under the bus because, apparently, he didn't actually have a hand in, like, at least a lot of the torture. Um, because it says that he had grown so frustrated with Delphine, like, he hated her, that he had actually moved, uh, like, out of the mansion months and months before the fire happened. And supposedly, like, you would think if these people are still alive, a lot of this torture has happened, like, f- like recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he wasn't, like... He wasn't aware of He the wasn't aware, but... but he probably... I don't think he was as involved as people may think. I don't think he was spearheading it, like, 
I think some people think, like, he's a doctor. He was spearheading this whole thing. No, I think it was her. No. I think it was that crazy bitch. It was that crazy bitch. Also, I'm like, if he if he was really into it, then I don't think he would have left. Th- yes. Like, he wouldn't have left. But, well, maybe he was scared she was going to get his ass. Heck, I don't know. This bitch crazy. She, Kathy she, Bates. <laughs> okay, if you haven't watched the American Horror Story, Kathy Bates portrays this character. Yes, and she, I'm not gonna lie, it's a good performance. It is. It's really good. And I don't know. The part that stuck out to me is when she puts the blood on her face. Is that something that she really did? I don't know. I didn't come across it. And when I listened to Two Girls One Ghost, they mentioned it too, but they were like, it didn't actually come up in the research. Yeah. I mean, it could. Yeah, I watched I watched an episode of Coven today, so oh, yeah. it's fresh in my mind, um, like the mutilation, and they, they show um, the one person with, like, their skin on their face peeled back. It's awful. Yeah, it's bad. Um, so after the fire and the mob realized what happened, they just straight up tore apart the mansion, like the whole bitch. And after this... It sat in ruins for, like, decades because nobody wanted to live there. Mm -hmm. I mean, why would you want to? And so people started telling, like, that ghostly things were happening near it. People started reporting they heard moans and shrieks inside the mansion when they would, like, pass it, like, on the road. Um, over the years, a lot of, it was like a lot of different purposes and a lot of different people had it and bought it, but they didn't keep it for long. So like in the 1870s, it was refurbished and turned into tenement apartments. Oh yeah. But people while living there began to hear the moans, the groans, the screams. I guess they could smell like burning flesh. They heard dragging chains, which we know how I feel about dragging chains. (laughs) Awful. And they heard scratching noises under the floorboards. And one night, one of the tenants was, like, coming home, and he saw a black man blocking the stairs, like, to his apartment, and he was bound in chains. So he, like, saw, like, one of, presumably one of the ghosts, like, in the hallway, which I would have just shit my pants. I would have had to find someone to sublease if I saw just a single ghost. I'd be like, sir, you can be a ghost, and you can be here, but... Can we the chains, man? Just the <laughs> chains. Can we quit dragging them across the floor? I've been like, can we keep the moaning to a minimum? <laughs> I have to be at work in the morning. Which I mean, it is terrible if there are ghosts there. They're like, I don't know. You know, there's different theories on how ghosty stuff works, but if they're like reliving their life mm. or like stuck there, terrible. Um, and so from this point on, like and that was just a little tidbit about what it was. Um, there's a lot of different owners, and they kind of got shitty luck after they bought the house. It was like there was a curse on it. Mm-hmm. One of them ended his days in an insane asylum. Oh. One slipped into a coma after a bar fight. I don't really know. I don't really know if that was related to the house. but <laughs> <laughs> um, And the most famous owner was Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> he purchased, I knew that. He purchased it just after Hurricane Katrina. And then <laughs> and a, that's some shitty luck. Yeah. And then a few years later, he lost the home in bankruptcy. Yep. And it stripped him of all his possessions in New Orleans. Yes. I know about Nicholas <laughs> Cage's tax issues. <laughs> that's why you got to pick your accountants very carefully. His accountant screwed him over. And then he he owed all his back taxes, yeah. and that's why Nicolas Cage has to put out shitty movies now because <laughs> he got to pay off his debts. Look. You know, before he could he could put out real good movies, yeah. um, like National Treasure, uh-huh. and um, I loved that one movie. Uh, it's like it was gone in sixty seconds, and it's him and Angelina Jolie, and they be <laughs> they're stealing these cars. If you haven't watched it, it's really good. My mom and I love that movie. Well, I obviously haven't watched it. You, we know who I am at this point. Yeah. I do know who Nicolas Cage is, um, mostly from his memes. <laughs> I don't think I've watched any of his like recent movies though. Yeah, because they're shitty. Because yeah. he's just pumping out shit so he can pay off those back taxes. Well, Nick, if you're listening to this. We'll give you our three dollars that we've made on this podcast. (laughs) Please. And as of 2018, the owner of the mansion is a Texas energy trader who uses it as a weekend home to entertain clients and friends. But apparently they're very private and so there's not really much about it. But the weird thing about this is this house is that so, you know, it's a ghosty house in New Orleans, big Mm -hmm. city. No ghost tours have ever been allowed to go inside. They can mm-hmm. only, like, pass. 
And it said that while they produced the American Horror Story Coven, mm-hmm. the owner did not allow, allow filming inside the mansion or even the exterior of the building. Interesting. And also, no paranormal groups. What the hell's he hiding in there? I don't know. And no paranormal groups either. So, like, you can't do ghost tours just, like, general. And also, they don't allow paranormal groups to go in there. Which I can understand, like, not letting them go in your house. That's just weird. Well, I was going to mention this earlier, though. Maybe not a paranormal group. Not Zach Baggins. He should (laughs) not be allowed to go in because he's a dick. But I would think that they should send in, like... A medium or something to like help maybe some of these ghosts um, like cross over or yeah, they see need to get, if they need help. They need to try to cleanse some of the bad vibes. Like get the ghost whisperer in there. Oh my see God. if Jennifer Love Hewitt can do a number on them. Go get the Long Island medium. <laughs> yeah, that was my thing. I was like, maybe I should like, I feel bad for these ghosts that are stuck there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I guess now it's private. So if you don't want to let people in your house, you don't have to. Anyways, it's still as mysterious as ever. I think people still, like I've, in the Two Girls, One Ghost, they said sometimes when people walk past it on, like, ghost tours in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. they get, like, physically sick. Now, this is interesting. You know, I'm on TikTok. Um, Me as well. (laughs) There was a TikTok that came across my For You page, like, a few weeks ago, and it was this woman who went on a ghost tour, and they went by that mansion, and there's actually a, like, a picture of, like, what looks to be, like, um... A woman in like Victorian garb, mm-hmm. and it looks like she's injured, and people think that it's Madame Laurie. <laughs> Fuck her. Get her. Get, Get her. her, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so that is the story of the LaLaurie Mansion. It, um, there's nothing good that comes out of this. No, it's bad, it's pretty terrible, awful. awful. Um, but sometimes, look, I know we say we're a spooky podcast, but sometimes we're just a straight up horror god-awful podcast because i know some of y'all y'all want something real juicy and bad what? and last week i gave a more i feel like an, an academic account of the sale of this child <laughs> a so. scholarly account <laughs> so i gave you just a what like a tabloid this week <laughs> wow that was awful um thank you for that you're welcome so for new orleans I had a lot of different options to go off of because... Did you? Yes, I had a lot of different options because the, the town of New Orleans is just so spooky. There's a lot of shit that popped off. And, you know, I had a lot to go from. Could I do the axe murderer? Could I do um, Marie Laveau? You know, there's so uh, many things for me to choose from. That was my second from. choice. But then I was like, hold back, Sydney. Let's do something that people maybe don't have never heard of. Because I had never heard of this. So, I am doing mine on John and Wayne Carter. Have you ever heard of them? Of course you haven't. No, okay. You said Wayne Carter, and I was like, I think I know him. (laughs) I have a a family member. (laughs) Yes, John and Wayne Carter. Not to be confused with John Wayne. (laughs) That Um, also confused me. I was like, John Wayne. Wayne Carter. I was like, it sounds so familiar. (laughs) Well, I have a lot of... Different sources for this. Oh, um, do you? Yeah. The weirdest <laughs> of them is probably Hotels.com. Okay, that, was, that one's a little odd, but I'll yeah, they had, take They it. had like a countdown, like 10 spooky ghost stories uh, for different cities. So my sources are Hotels.com, IsAnderson.com, Yesterday'sAmerica.com, TryToScareMe.com, <laughs> uh, and then FrenchQuarterPhantoms.com. Oh. Sorry, and is Anderson is not is Anderson dot com. It is is Anderson on YouTube. I don't know why I wrote dot com. Probably because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Anyways, so I'm gonna set the scene. Okay. Picture this. It's 1932, New Orleans. It's a booming city. It is the it's home to the largest port in the country. So a lot of people coming and going. There's a lot of business mm-hmm. popping off. A lot of like people have a lot more um, exposable income because job their jobs are very prevalent. Hell yeah! And there's a lot of people coming and going from the area from the port, uh, and because the economy is really good, uh, nightclubs become really popular. Jazz bars are super popular. God, that sounds like a dream. Yes, and in the article I read, it described this as the time of. Anything goes, you know, Ooh. and not now just what do that mean? <laughs> not just the Tony Award-winning musical. Oh God! <laughs> um, but like, the, you know, there was a lot more like 
people were loose. They were drinking. They were having fun, especially in the loose 19- women. Is that what you're talking about? You're talking about loose women. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> please don't cancel me. Just kidding. Go out there, ladies. Get your man. Shit, do it. Well, in the 1920s, you know, some may call it the Roaring Twenties. I don't know if you ever heard ever I'm heard scared of, it. of the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> We've entered into it on our own, and I'm scared of it. Yeah. So New Orleans had co- coined the name the Big Easy because it was so easy to find. You know, is that really why the <laughs> That's name why, is? But I don't think it meant like it was literally easy to find on a map. I think it meant like <laughs> shit was popping off so much. Like okay. you already you, only, you know about it. You know where it, the party's at. It's in New Orleans. God, I want to go to New Orleans so bad. I now. also really want to go. I'm lucky obsessed with it, New Orleans, but I've never been. I haven't either. My dad's been, and he brought me like a shirt that had a tree frog on it when I was like, well, like in jealous. middle school. <laughs> <laughs> fucking jealous. Um, so it's 1932, and a young girl is found frantically running down Royal Street, which is located in the French Quarter. Okay. And so when police, like, she runs into a police, and she tells them. Um, that herself, along with several other victims, were held captive by two brothers who kept them tied up for several days so that they could drink their blood. Oh, oh shit. That's not where I, <laughs> that was not where I saw this going. With names like that, I thought there was going to be some, like, good old boys. Wayne <laughs> <laughs> Carter. Um, so the girl explains... That she was able to escape because the brothers had not made her ropes tight enough. So she was able to untie herself and get free. Ugh. But police, they don't believe her. They're like... I mean, that should sound wild. <laughs> yeah, they're like, you shit wild. They, yeah, said, <laughs> they said, stop lying. Stop lying, bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but despite the fact that they thought she was crazy, they agreed to follow her to where she said she was being held. So she leads them to the house of John and Wayne Carter, two brothers who worked on the docks handing, handling, like, seafood off the boats. Mm-hmm. So when police arrive at home, the brothers are not there, but police are horrified at what they found. No. In the house were 15 dead bodies, <clears throat> all with their wrist cut, oh. and three victims were near death with Ooh. similar wounds. Each of the victims had their hands and feet bound together and had suffered significant blood loss. Shit. As police continued to search the home, they found two more bodies wrapped in sheets. All the victims had their wrists wrapped with bandages, uh, moist and stained with blood. This is, you know, I know I just read um, a lot of nasty shit, but for some reason this is really making my arms hurt. (laughs) So, what police discovered was that each day, the brothers would leave for work to go work on the dock. When they arrived home, they would cut the victim's wrist again. So, like, they they would already have these wounds where they'd been cut, and they'd reopen these wounds. This is going to hurt. Fill up a cup with their blood and drink it. Okay. I mean, this is not, like really any better but at least i mean they may do this but at least they're not taking it directly from the source yeah they're not sucking it out at least they put it in a glass i don't know (laughs) i mean i would feel worse if like the guy's like coming down and like sticking his mouth on my wrist and like like sucking my blood The, the, the way i'm hearing this conversation right now is like when you go to take like a drink of milk from the jug, and your mom's like, you you animal, get a glass. Ah, like, that was me. That <laughs> was that bitch. Not anymore since corona has hit. So, they would fill up the cup, and they would drink the blood. Then, they would re-bandage their wrist and leave the victims in the room for the next day. Also, I mean, I guess it's terrible and awful that they're drinking these people's blood, but on their part, that's so fucking gross. I watched a show the other day where these guys were trying to attract some piranhas, and so they poured some, like, pig's blood, and I was about to throw up at that. It's, like, fucking chunky. Yeah. My, um, so my dad, he likes, he goes fishing a lot. Yeah. He, like, fishes tournaments. And so how that they get, like, this is so gross, like, how do they, like, get bait and shit? Yeah. They have, like, a machine that, like, grinds up chum and it's literally like when you get up on the dock and they basically put these like fish into this chum machine and like 
and like turns oh. them into mulch oh. and it's like blood all over the dock i can't do it i can't do it shit's so nasty yeah i'm not a blood person wow no no stop it <laughs> stop the story right now <laughs> all right thanks for listening guys see you next week <laughs> so because the port uh in new orleans was so busy the brothers had an easy time preying on vagabonds is how the article described it you know people who were just like yeah. coming to the city to explore it you know you know they Damn. might might chat up the brothers and they'd be like oh yeah come on down have some yeah fun. you know what i mean yeah they're probably Especially trying like, to like take people who they know maybe are not going to be looked for Yes, like people that like just kind of hop from place to place. Mm-hmm. They're easy to prey on. Um, especially more so in the 1920s. Um, they would have the opportunity to feed more on like sex workers and party goers because the 1920s yeah. were really like even more partying. I think like in the 30s it was kind of slowing down, but in the 20s, you know. Well, I mean, if you're out partying, I mean, I could see it happen. I'm not going to say that I have never been tempted to go back to somebody's house. After a party, you know, mm-hmm. you'd be out hanging out. Somebody, you don't come back to my house. We'll keep hanging out. Mm-hmm. Heck, somebody came home with me and Brandon one time. We could have murdered them. <laughs> we didn't, but we could have. But also, we got in their car. So, look, kids, don't make bad choices. Do not go home with somebody after a bar. Do not get in the car with nobody that you don't know unless he's your Uber driver. And then just and then- be careful. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Be fucking careful. So, with this in mind. The police decided to set a trap for when the brothers returned home. So, when the brothers arrive home, they don't realize that the girl has escaped. So, they just continue their normal routine. Which is, to me, I'm like, well, fuck. Like, you obviously have so many people that you've done this to that you're not like, hey, remember that little girl? Or where the fuck is she? No, they just continue. They're, like, ready to start Mm -hmm. their routine again. This is when police attempted to arrest the brothers. Okay. Now, this is where I found two accounts of the story, so I'll tell you both. Um, One source said that the police were able to very quickly arrest the brothers, but I found in another source the police tried to arrest the brothers, but the brothers overtook them despite not being very large men. It's not like these were very large guys. Um, It just said that they were very, like, strong, and they just were able to overcome the police, (laughs) and that they escaped by jumping off the balcony of the home. Okay. Uh, Well, so, after they escaped, the next day the brothers went to work. (laughs) Great. Look, you gotta get that paper. You gotta get that that dough. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you don't want to... Someone's gonna have to fill in for you if you call in. Look, you you may be a killer and a murderer, but you do not want to be known as a flake uh yeah as somebody who don't come in and put into work he doesn't he wa- they want they want to be known as reliable they want to they're thinking they're going to get a good um a good reference letter from their boss yeah you know? they may not want to throw fish off a boat their whole life yeah i literally wrote in my notes because that's what you do when you're wanting when you're wanted for murder go to work which i'm like this is like like a dumb statement but i'm like i wonder if what they think they're doing is even murder like or do they think that like we're just snacking they're drinking this blood because they like need it do they think they're vampires like is that well i'll get to it damn fine um they're (laughs) they're at work they they were finally arrested the brothers were found guilty of murder uh and when asked by police why they did it the brothers explained that they were vampires okay well and uh, they had no option but to kill people for their blood. I don't. I don't, well, listen, I don't believe I've that. Se- listen, I've seen Twilight, and I know you can eat deer blood. <laughs> yeah, I've also seen Twilight. Like he wanted Bella's blood, but he had to control himself. Yeah, and I wonder to eat his lover. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they wonder if these brothers were sparkly. <laughs> Probably, they're just sparkling all over the place. Yeah. Um, the brothers were tried and executed by hanging in the square of the, like, in the middle of town. All right. Entertainment for the day. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have cable back then, so, <laughs> no. like, what, what you gonna do? What, what y'all gonna get oh into today? And they're like, oh. Which, I mean, I guess you can technically still, like, if they execute somebody, you can, like, go, right? Can't the public go to, like, executions? I don't 
Is that what my tax-paying dollars I gets swear, me? I think you can. Somebody email us if you know, but I swear you can. I well, know. Well, not in the corona days, but. Yeah, well, I know that just by paying your taxes, you, like, you can literally look up online, like, every single person that is currently on death row or has been on death row, and if they've mm. been executed, how they were executed, um, you know, what they did. Because there's, um, like, recently, they, we start, like, I guess, like, the Trump administration started executing people again. Mm. And so, um, I, I was interested to see what, what did the people do that they were like, yes, we need to start doing this now. And it, it was just, just interesting. I don't know. Death row, I don't know too much about it. It's odd because you go on death row, but then they don't actually execute people. Not that I'm like, we should execute people. But yeah. at the same time, what what is the point of it at that point? Like, why is it even, yeah. why do we even have and to it? To me, I just find it. Is it just a title to where you know that these people are the extra bad people? I, I just, to me, I, I guess the reason I seeked it out was because I was like, they've sat here on death row for 10 years and we haven't done anything. What made you choose these three people? I know. Like, is it the people who've been there the longest? That would seem... Yeah. Or the worst? I'm going to be honest. After reading it, I didn't feel any better about the whole situation. Look, clearly from this, we have not made any definitive statements. We don't know. We're just speculating. We're just gabbing. Just two gals gabbing. I'm I'm just very conflicted about the whole thing. We're confused and conflicted. We have made no statements. Don't come at us, please. Please, For the love of God. Very conflicted. Now, this is the part of the story um, where it gets a little far-fetched. Okay. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> so after the brothers were executed, um, it's said that the locals in the town requested that their bodies be exhumed so they could uh, investigate the theory of them being vampires more. I guess they wanted to, like, I guess, like, examine the bodies. And, like, see if there's, like, physical evidence to show to that su- they're vampires. Yeah, to support it. Now, when the coffins were raised, however, they were found empty. Dun, dun, dun. And the brothers' bodies were gone. Dun, dun, dun. So, so it was believed the brothers never actually died, but simply moved to another city to continue killing for food. Now, to this day, some locals believe that the brothers returned to the area uh, around Mardi Gras, to feed on ah. visitors and remain unnoticed because you know they were already used in the 20s to like preying yeah. on people like partying and you know like Mardi Gras it gets so busy mm-hmm. so you could probably you just never know. you could probably just pluck people off the street now they would they would figure out that those people were missing probably later but like in the moment it would just be like oh that girl and that guy are just they going off you know they yeah. maybe they know each other and right? also like back in the day it'll be very hard. To like locate a missing person, yeah. Well, Especially no. if they like came out of town or something. Yeah. Well, they're they're locals believe that they're they're still alive and they come back to the area every year. Like today. Like today. They're vampires. Oh, they're vampires. I forgot. <laughs> I was gonna say, God, well, they aren't they like old as shit? No, <laughs> they're vampires. Okay, then yeah, I guess this is a little far fetched because my brain did not even fathom. Now it's also believed that the Carter brothers are not the only vampires that call. New Orleans home. There's several different like stories when you go on ghost tours about vampires in the area. Um, it's said that there's a very rich history of vampires in the area, uh, and that there's still vampires to this day. Um, and that tales of vampires in New Orleans inspired the author Anne Rice to write her popular vampire novels, which include the famous. Interview with a Vampire. Have you ever heard of that, Taylor? I've heard of it, but I've never read it. Yeah, I've never read it. I've seen the movie. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's just kind of weird to me that Brad Pitt's like 30 years old and he's hanging out with um, Kristen Dunst, who's like 10 years old. She's like a 10-year-old girl. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, it's an odd. I-, I couldn't get into it. And it's got all these famous people. It's got Kristen Dunst in it. It's got... Um, it's got Brad Pitt in it. It's got Tom Cruise, and it's got that other guy, and I, I know his face. Yeah, I couldn't say. Uh, it's like I think it's that guy who plays um, in Heather's, but I can't remember. Um, Cannot remember. Get off my back. Look, I'm not on your what, back. Who do I? Who I look like? IMDb. Yes, you know more than I know. You are the resident pop culture gal on the podcast. Yeah. Um. Also, 
Tales of Vampires in New Orleans has also partially inspired the TV show The Originals, which I've is a heard about. Which, which is a spinoff of the CW show The Vampire Diaries. Oh, oh I don't like that show. Oh, okay, well. season one is like okay, but after that, I'm like, we get it, vampires, witches. Yeah, my roommate is rewatching the. Well, I think she's only. I don't think this is the first time she's ever watched it. She's watching like the whole series, and she has been watching it for a good three months. But it's too much. She keeps going. This show is so confusing. She's like, it's so confusing. And I was like, yeah, I had to, I kind of lost interest because they would kill somebody and then they'd bring them back. Yeah. And then they kill them and then they bring them back. It's like a soap opera, but with vampires. Yes, that's exactly what it is. But in the first, like, I would say first two, two, maybe three seasons are pretty good. Yeah. But I would say that for most TV shows, I'm really into the first couple seasons and then I lose interest because... I'm just mm-hmm. like, let's wrap it up. I did really like the first season of Vampire Diaries, but then after I kind of got the gist and I could kind of tell how we were going to go the rest of the time, I was like, it just it just ain't worth it. I started watching Glee instead. Watched a little <laughs> Shameless. Oh, Shameless. Oh. I fell off the wagon on that one, too. Well, there's only like 45 seasons of that, so, I you know. know. Lord. But that is the that is the story of John and Wayne Carter. The Vampires of New Orleans. Well, I have never heard of that. So, uh, that was interesting because I literally have never heard of that before. Yeah. I would love to do another episode on New Orleans because I find... Th- there's this, so much. There's so much shit that pops off in that town. And it's got so many spooky vibes. Like, ugh, the culture is just not impeccable. Chef's kiss. So I would love to do another episode on this. I find they have so many good stories about it. Well, I think the vampire culture, like, I say culture, like, in New Orleans is still, like, active. Yes. Because there's a show on Netflix. It's called, like, Dark Tourist, and I'm pretty sure he goes to New Orleans in it, and he goes to, like, a vampire party. And, like, at this party, there are, like, people there mm-hmm. that are, like, I'll say they're vampires. But, like, this art kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way because they took, like, one of the younger, like, guys at the party. He wasn't, like, a child, but he may have been, like, a teenager. Like, maybe 18, probably age of consent. But one of the older guys took him upstairs and, like, sliced him, like, on the back or something and literally, like, sucked his blood because they think they're vampires. And, like, they were trying to, like, say that they did it, you know, like, in a really, like, uh, respectful manner. But I was like, I just, I, I could I feel I got, like it can't be that tame all the time. You know uh, what I'm saying? I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds very illegal to me. Yes. Is because I feel like, is that not a form of cannibalism? I don't know. It also just sounds like that's not it's also sanitary. sanitary. It's not sanitary. I mean, shit. When I, I remember, like, in school when someone would, like, cut themselves or, like, um, like skin their knee, teachers would be like, no one touch it! No one touch them! And then they would ever, like, the teachers would freak out and they'd go and get gloves and, like, they were very particular about, like, touching it. So I'm like, I could not imagine. Look, when I was a little kid, I'm not saying I'm a vampire, but I'm not saying I'm not. When I would get, like, little cuts on my hands sometimes, I would look at it and I'm like, hmm, I wonder what that would taste like. So I just taste it. It don't taste good. It tastes like silver. If you yeah. ain't never taste your own blood, it tastes like silver. Yeah, well, I mean, I And it's like... not like if you get a cut in your mouth, that tastes different. Like, I'm talking you get a cut on your hand and you lick it. Yeah, well, I just feel like, for me, this is, I feel like my first instinct is like, oh, I hurt myself. Like, especially like, like on your hands, like you gotta like, mm-hmm. you gotta put your mouth on it because it's like, That's I think it's true. like animal nature to kind of like. Dogs lick their shit. Yeah. So I feel like it's something, something yeah. kind of like that. I don't do that anymore. I do pick hangnails. Sometimes I will use my teeth. I'm going to admit it on this show. I have used my teeth to pick a hangnail. Not in these coronavirus <laughs> times. I don't do it anymore. I don't want to get, get that nasty shit. This is true. But thank you for that story. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, and thank you for listening to both of these stories. If you're still here, congratulations. You've made it almost to the end. Yeah. Now you you know what we better do. We better tell you all the shit. Ah, I'm about to plug our shit. So next week, the theme is haunted hotels. Yes, it is. 
Taylor, Taylor, I can tell, is excited. She's ramped up for it. I am excited. I figured out what I'm going to do, so y'all better get fucking ready. Yeah. So, you can listen to that new episode. New episodes come out every Friday. Yes. Um, rate and review us on the Apple Podcast. For the love of God, please do it. Mm-hmm. We've got some very, like, nice reviews from people so far. They've all been nice. So, if you could, like, just hop on just over. just keep that kindness going. That would be great. I really appreciate that. Um, if you have any weird stories that you'd like to send into us, please email us at thisisgonnasoundweird at gmail.com. We'd love to read them on our Weird Wednesday episode. Um, you can remain anonymous if you like, you know. And um, if you would like us um, to, like, if you have, like, specific pronouns you'd like to use, mm-hmm. put it in the story so we can know. Because I usually try to use, like, they, them when I'm reading. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I mess up. So if you have specific ones, just go ahead and yes, let us know. We never want to offend. So please let us know. Do us a solid. Uh, and if you do send a story in and we read it, I will personally send you a sticker. That's for sure. I will. I have somebody's sticker in my mailbox right now, ready to go out with a little note inside. Yeah, a little it's note. It's so cute. So, we, we just like to say a little thanks. Thanks. Um, you can also follow us on Instagram at Gonna Sound Weird Pod. We like to share a lot of memes, uh, pictures, TikToks. And you can join our Facebook group if you yes. really like shit like that. Ah, I'll be posting memes in there all the time. This is true. She does. She and does be posting it. I'll post some TikToks because, you know, I'm also in some, like, witch groups mm-hmm. on uh, Facebook. And I'm in some murderino groups. So, like, whatever I find there, I'm throwing it into our podcast. We all want to see it. Y'all love it. And we also, do we say we have a Twitter? We do have a Twitter. It's just gonna sound weird. Yeah. We post on it sometimes. Sometimes. Taylor does that because I forget the Twitter exists. I forget too, but sometimes I think about y'all people on Twitter. I know some of y'all are out there We on know Twitter. y'all are out there. Y'all are out there? <laughs> just <laughs> praying for us to tweet something. <laughs> uh, is that all we need I to say? I think that's pretty much it. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks. And we will see you in the next one. Or we will, you'll hear us in the next one. We won't see anybody. We're going to do a Zoom call on the next <laughs> one. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Bye.